Hello, welcome to the Cowboy Show, hosted by Ben Carey and Nick Granarad, combining expert human opinions with cutting-edge simulation models to help you arrive at the best picks each week. Inside, Inside Edge, Edge Community, community. Five, 5, 4, four 3, three two, 2, 1. one. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to today's stream. We've got Saturday baseball. I think I think Saturday is my favorite baseball day of the week. Uh, we've got games starting in the morning. Um, it's good. Uh, hope everyone in chat is doing well. So we got Jay Wells says best place to have my coffee by far. Let's have a day. You know, I agree. This is, uh, this is my favorite place to have my coffee. On stream, talking some sports with y'all. Feels good. Feels good. So uh, let's grab some coffee and cheers to that. All right. Uh, see, we got Zach. What's up, Zach? Says, let's go. Hope you're having a morning. Uh, baked pumpernickel. Said, sup, Ben? How's why? I don't think Ben is here. Uh, that was that was me posting under the Catboys account this time. Although Ben is having a if if the pictures are anything to go off of, Ben is having a phenomenal time in Hawaii. I think he's going to be back on Tuesday. Uh, probably not on stream on Tuesday, but I think he's he's back like Monday or Tuesday, uh, and he will he will for sure inform everyone how the honeymoon was. I think uh, I mean it's it's got to be hard to have a bad time in Hawaii, right? It, it's got to be hard to have a bad time in Hawaii. Uh, what's up, Big Jerry? Says, let's go. What's up, Pick Six? Saturday bangs. Uh, what's up, A Man Lack? Morning, morning. What's up, Gigit? What's up, uh, Medicate? Gotta go. You gotta know cards or cubs for the first game. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't really have many thoughts on that game. I mean, it's a it's a pretty sketch pitching matchup with uh, with Matt Swarmer, who pitched really well, but isn't a guy that really should be expected to continue pitching well. And then Johan Ovedo making his season debut for the cards. I, uh, I really don't have, uh, I really don't have any thoughts on that game. Um, let's see who else we got. Uh, yeah, no Gwen. Sorry. No Gwen today. All the, all the, the, the Gwen fan club is going to have to wait for tomorrow. I'll make, I'll make sure we find a spot for Gwen tomorrow. Don't worry. Uh, what's up, Boston Sports Store? It said, breastfeed me some words. Okay. Okay, Trent. Somebody, somebody's been watching a little bit too much of Trent. I, I, Trent Trent's going off the rails with his, uh, his breastfeeding jokes. It's, uh, it's kind of funny, but a little sus at the same time. Um, who else we got? Uh, what's up, Sick Money? What's up, Geeb? What's up, Jack? Uh, what's up? Bitch and moan says Nick. What a what a name! First off, what's your favorite sports book? Uh, I I have a couple sports books that I like. I think first and foremost, it's important to have multiple books uh, just for the purposes of shopping around for different lines. Uh, it is really something that that makes you a lot of money over the long run. Uh, just having having access to different lines. I mean, if you get like a minus 110 as opposed to a minus 120 here, plus 100 as opposed to a minus 110 there. Like, it really, really, really adds up over the long run. Uh, so I, I, I'm not going to shout out any specific sports books, but I will say that it's important uh, to have many different accounts on different sports books. 
Uh, Jalo says, took Cubs plus first five to fade Oveda. Yeah, Oveda's supposed to be like a good prospect. Uh, he kind of wasn't all that great last year, but I, I give young guys the benefit of the doubt when they uh, when they come up and they have a bit of a rough start. Uh, Patriots cheated. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the four-month sub. Yo, yo, yo. Appreciate that very much, my man. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, how's the weather in Wrigley? We, we're actually going to be talking about uh, Wrigley in game two. Uh, the, the second game in Wrigley. That's the uh, the hype train category that we have coming up. So I'll touch on the weather uh, when we get there. Uh, who else we got? A lot of people in the chat. Thank you, everyone, for uh, for tuning in, for saying what's up. Uh, what's up, little CCs? Over on that game. Yeah, I probably would lean overs in uh, in these games. Yeah, all the sudden relaxation for Ben in Hawaii. Probably an awful time. Uh, and beyond, of course, is Paul Goldschmidt over one and a half bases. Uh, which game? Because uh, you can probably bet that on two different games today. Uh, Medicaid says riding goalie two bases. Yeah, he's been good. Uh, McEasy says fading the fuck out of Bubich today. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is fade Chris Bubich day. It should be like a national holiday, once every five days. He's been awful this year. Uh, I, I would not be surprised to see him down in the minors pretty soon. Uh, let's see. What's up? Uh, what's up? Red just says lol. I think that was at the Trent comment. Uh, <laughs> what's up, Sassabook? Uh, what's up? Uh, what's up, Saxty? All right. So yeah, Ovedo. A lot of gas. Maybe too much for his own good. There's a there's a lot of that with uh, with the, with these young pitchers these days. A lot of a lot of gas. Not necessarily so much control over it. Uh, so let's go ahead and hop in. To the stream uh again hello to everyone uh apologies if i if i happen to miss you i was trying trying to try to say hello to everyone uh but a little bit about the stream uh and how it works we've got five categories of games that you can see on the left hand side of the screen uh for each of the first four categories i've picked out a game that fits into that category it's four games that are interesting for four different reasons not necessarily uh my favorite bets of the day on these games uh just more so four games to spark some discussion around the slate some of the more interesting games interesting narratives things that the people are going to be interested in uh for each of these games i will have my lean my favorite bet on the game uh and you guys as the chat will have the opportunity to vote in a poll uh to see what your collective favorite play on those games are all of these plays uh, going to be tracked over on Betstamp. Uh, you can see the entire history of the stream since May 4th. Close to 300 picks. 300 leans, I should say. Uh, over on the Capwise Stream Betstamp account. Uh, we had a, had a green day yesterday, up about a unit and a half between myself and you guys and crabs. So that was nice. Um, the final category of the day uh, is the walk-off, where I have my actual favorite play of the day. And you guys, as chat, uh, will be able to tell me some of your favorite plays in the chat. I'll throw five of them into a poll, and we'll see what chat's favorite play of the day is. Uh, so with all of that out of the way, uh, let's go ahead and hop in to category number one. David versus Goliath. Average Joe's versus the Globo Jim Goliath. This sport doesn't build character, it reveals it. F and A, Cotton, F and A. So category number one, once again, uh, David versus Goliath, and once again talking about the Detroit Tigers and the New York Yankees. Uh, so this is game three 
uh, I believe, of the series. I think they play a fourth game tomorrow. Uh, but it has been rough for the Tigers. Also, speaking of uh, speaking of rough, my dog always decides to eat when I'm on stream. Her food's been there for like an hour. She's just sitting in the sun. Close the windows for the for the sake of the stream lighting. She's like, oh, okay, now it's time to eat. Got to go clank, make some noise, show my presence. So apologies for the noise, but dog's got to eat. Um, the... <laughs> The lines in this game, so uh, so big for the Yankees that I have to lower the text size in the uh, in the widget so that everything fits, which is hilarious. Uh, but the Yankees minus three forty five on the money line uh, total, sitting at eight and a half. Uh, the Yankees first two pitchers in the series it was uh, Jamison Tyone and Garrett Cole, uh, both took. No, both took perfect games late into the game. I think Tyone lost his perfect game in the eighth. Um, and then we saw Garrett Cole lose his perfect game in the seventh. So the Tigers have done basically nothing on offense this entire series. Uh, and, and I think that, that that's really reflected in this line, right? I mean, the Yankees are minus 345, minus 350, probably even even worse than that. On, on other books. Uh, but what I think is interesting is is the movement that we've seen in this total. So we talked about this game yesterday, uh, and the total was sitting at 7.5. It flew over. Uh, it was like a 12 or 13 to nothing win for the Yankees. Oh, Tyon was against the Angels, not the Tigers. Okay, good call, good call. Thank you. Uh, that's correct. I was, I was thinking, like, that doesn't quite add up because they wouldn't be playing a four-game series. That would be kind of weird. Uh, but, yeah. Either way, Yankees pitching has been performing great, and the Tigers' bats yesterday were gross. They were bad. Um, so what I'm going to take here in this game, uh, I so first off, I agree with uh, Boston Sports Dork. I mean, maybe maybe he's biased. He's not the New York Sports Dork, uh, but says that there's no value on the Yanks. I mean, at minus 345, there, obviously there's no value on the money line here. Uh, if you're betting minus 345s, you need to be hitting at uh, almost 80% to be break-even, like 77.5%. And I mean, and maybe maybe that's a reasonable line here, but I, I don't want to be touching that, not even in a parlay. Uh, the minus 1.5 is, is sitting at minus 160, maybe a little bit of value there. As a home team, it does scare me a little bit i just i have a, a natural dislike of home team run lines just shit goes wrong and and you end up with uh with a with a team up by one at home and no opportunity to bat in the bottom of the ninth um so what i think i'm gonna do is i think with this total sitting at eight and a half and, and the fact that there's really nowhere to go but down for the Yankees pitching, I'm going to take, and this feels gross, a Tigers team total over. So I don't, I don't like the value on, on the Yankees bats here. Uh, I, as my pick of the day in this game yesterday, I had the, I had the, uh, the Yankees first five team total over two and a half. 
that hit pretty easily. That number sitting at three and a half today. Their full game team total is sitting at five and a half. I don't, I don't quite like the value uh, that you're getting on either of those numbers. I think with the Tigers, full game at two and a half. Uh, and I think that the, the the price that you're paying on this currently sitting at minus 125. I li- I like this. Severino has been has been pitching pretty well for the most part. I mean, he had a little bit of a rough start last time out against uh, against Tampa. He gave up four runs. I mean, he only allowed four base runners, but they all scored. Uh, I, he's he's not a guy who's going to go out and throw six, seven perfect innings. I mean, like not that that's the a standard that anybody should have to live up to, but that's what the Yankees have been doing. And I think that the Yankees are kind of priced pitching wise, like that's what they're going to do. Severino, he's going to go out, he's going to walk some guys. He's going to give up some contact. So the Tigers are going to have guys on base. And I think that, I think that just with how ice cold they were yesterday, nowhere to go, but up today, I think, I think we see some bat on the ball, two runs against Severino, a run against the pen Tigers at three. Uh, so I'm going to take the Tigers team total. Over two and a half at minus one twenty five. Uh, and it looks like chat is thinking along the same lines. Uh, so once again, uh, which is which is a little unusual since I started doing the polls these ways. It's usually a side that will win the poll. Uh, but for the second day in a row, you guys like the over. Uh, over eight and a half at minus one fifteen. So I'm gonna lock both of these in. Um, there's that. There's that. So we are locked in on Betstamp. Uh, I I like this. I think this over is a pretty reasonable play as well. Wind is also blowing out at Yankee Stadium. Uh, Brisky Brisky is uh, he's a, he's a young guy. Pretty pretty decent prospect making his debut this earlier this year. He's been consistently like okay. He had one bad start where he gave up six, but other than that, he's pretty consistently been like two, three, maybe four earned runs, which which is what scared me off of the full game over. The Tigers' pen is actually pretty good, so I'd I'd just be worried trusting the Yankees on a minus two and a half. If if this does end up being like a like a four two, five three type of game, it it, it really feels like it could end up kind of in that range. So I, I I model model has a total at like between eight and eight and a half. So I I don't know about the total. Yeah, wind blowing out. Stanton's back, but again this this number is a run higher than it was yesterday. And I don't, I don't know that moving from uh, from Colt to Severino is worth an entire run, especially if if we're giving that run to the Yankees, and not to the Tigers, which is which is exactly what we're seeing on the team totals. So I just, I just think that that's a little weird. So that that makes me think that the value is on the Tigers today, and not on the Yanks. Just as as far as looking for a team to put up more runs than expected, uh, are the Tigers lefty heavy today? That's an excellent question, uh, and kind of. So Willie Castro batting leadoff is a switch hitter, so he'll bat lefty. Uh, Harold Castro, lefty batting third. Uh, Heimer Candelario, switch hitter, so he'll hit lefty, uh, is batting sixth. 
Cody Clemens, Roger Clemens' son, by the way, for anybody who is unaware, uh, playing left field today, batting seventh is a lefty, and uh, Tucker Barnhart switch hitter batting eighth. So five left, so five guys who at least can hit lefty uh, today against Severino. No, no Torque. Torkelson is getting a day off. So full poll results. Uh, the over got 12 votes. Uh, the Yankees, minus one and a half at minus 160, got seven votes. The Tigers run line, plus one and a half at plus 140, got five votes, or got one vote, 5% of the vote. Uh, and the under also got one vote. Just need one Little League home run to make this an easy cash. Yeah. Just feel like both teams can cover their team totals for rolling with the over. Yeah, I, I'm, I'd just be worried that this ends up as like a like a 5-3 game. I feel like that's a, 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 like a, a very reasonable thing to happen here. And then you get fucked on the Yankees to minus 2.5 if you're going with that, and you get fucked on the over. This it could also be like a like a thirteen to seven game or something, who knows? There's there's definitely the possibility for a lot of runs here. I just I just wouldn't necessarily be counting on it personally. Uh, all right, uh, let's go ahead and hop in to category number two. Pitching duel. Now, key to being a big league pitcher is the three R's: readiness, recuperation, and conditioning. Uh, so category number two is the pitching duel, where we take a look at a game with a low total and a good pitching matchup. Uh, and the game that we're going to be looking at today uh, is the game in Tampa being contested between the Tampa Bay Rays at home and the Chicago White Sox on the road. Uh, pitching matchup in this game, we've got Dylan Cease on the mound for the White Sox. Uh, and we've got Drew Rasmussen on the mound for the race. Uh, two of the better young pitchers in all of baseball. Although young, young is a kind of relative term, I, th I think, in baseball. I mean, these guys feel young, but they're 26. Like, is 26 young? Is 26 old? I mean, so Dylan Cease is 26. He's been in the league for four years. Dude debuting for the Cubs later, who's one of their, one of their better pitching prospects, is 25. Right, so like, is is Cease young? Is is Killian old? It, I mean, it, it doesn't obviously doesn't exist in a vacuum, but I, I just think it's interesting, right? Like that we have a we have a prospect debuting at twenty five, who's like a, a pretty good prospect for the Cubs, and then we have Dylan Cease, who's like feels like he's been around forever, and is simultaneously like the same age, and is also young, but he's also like not young. I don't I don't know. It's just interesting to think about. Uh, so lines in this game, uh, Rays at home sitting at minus 120 on the money line. Uh, total sitting at 6.5. Uh, White Sox sitting at plus 100 on the money line. Uh, everybody be sure to go vote. Oh, I accidentally put a minus 110 for the Rays, not a minus 120, but that's okay. Uh, be sure to go vote on the poll. Let me know what you like in this game. Uh, so I think first and foremost, uh, Dylan Cease has been... A little iffy recently, kind of. Had a fantastic start to the season. Uh, but two of his last four starts have been clunkers. Two of his last four starts have been great. Uh, so back on May 12th, he went four innings against the Yankees, gave up six hits, six earned runs, including two homers. 
Then his next start, he followed that up at Kansas City with five scoreless innings with seven hits. Next start, May 24th against the Red Sox. Three innings, eight hits, seven earned. Two dingers again. And then last start against the Cubs. Seven, two-hit shutout innings. So Cease has kind of been all over the place. If you're if you're the kind of person who likes to, to look for simple patterns that are completely meaningless, it's been a terrible start, good start, terrible start, good start, which means he's due for a terrible start. Uh, that's obviously not how it actually works. Uh, but yeah, Cease, Cease has been a little inconsistent recently, and I think that that makes this harder to handicap. Uh, Cease's splits are interesting. Uh, he's been extremely good against righties this year, like a 203 batting average against. Uh, he's He's been better on the road than he has at home. Although, I think I think part of that is is just up to the teams that he's played. In each of those in each of those spots, I mean, like he started on the road against Kansas City, Cleveland, Detroit, and Boston, four really easy games. And at home, he's he's dealt with uh, with the Angels, he's dealt with the Rays, he's dealt with the Red Sox, he's dealt with the Yankees. So I think I think a lot of the home road splits is just down to the teams that he's faced. So that's not something that I'm reading a whole lot into. Uh, Drew Rasmussen for the race, uh, the other pitcher in this matchup, uh, is a guy who's also been on a little bit of a downswing. Um, he was phenomenal earlier on in the year, uh, and he still hasn't been terrible recently, uh, but his last two starts have been a little underwhelming, especially the most recent one. Uh, so May 25th at home against Miami, he went five innings, gave up six hits, three earned, seven Ks, which is good for Rasmussen. Uh, and then last start at Texas, had some walk issues, had a season high, three walks, gave up five hits, five earned in just three innings against Texas. Uh, so Rasmussen isn't a guy who's going to go super deep into the game. Uh, he's he's hasn't pitched more than 90 pitches in a start all year, typically sitting more around 80. Um, but what I think that I like in this game. Uh, with the fact that both of these teams are a little bit banged up, and and both pitchers, I mean, have been maybe trending slightly downwards a little bit, um, I'm going to take a, a bounce-back spot against a weak lineup for these pitchers. Uh, I'm going to take a first five under, which I believe I can grab at three and a half. So let me uh, let me make sure I can do that. Yeah, I can grab a first five under three and a half at minus one ten. So so even even if one of these pitchers is is a little off, I do think that we still have some wiggle room to hit this. Uh, and both of these guys have have shown the uh, the ability and the potential to to go. For five innings and not allow any runs. I mean, Cease has has gone two of his last four, uh, three starts overall this year, not allowing a run. And again, the other ones were were terrible starts. So I'm definitely cherry picking there a little bit. Uh, and then Rasmussen had a string of five straight starts earlier earlier this year, where he gave up zero or one run in in the first five innings. So I think I think we're getting some good value here. Uh, if I was picking a side, I think I would be on Tampa in this one. Uh, and that is where chat went as well. Uh, so poll results, uh, very split, very interestingly. 
Uh, five votes on the Rays money line. Four votes on the White Sox money line. Uh, two votes on the under. One vote on the over. So I do like the Rays pick from the chat. I think uh, I think that's a good one. I, I, I think that, I mean, Cease is a better pitcher than Rasmussen. He's also been a little bit more inconsistent than, than Rasmussen. I definitely like the Rays pen more than I like the White Sox pen. And I like the Rays bats, plus they're at home. So that's where I'd go if I was looking for a side here. Uh, but it's going to be a first five under 3.5 minus 110 for me. Raise money line minus 120 for chat. Locking all that in. Have it locked in on Betstamp as well. Uh, J. Wells says run it at four with juice to get a push. I mean, I don't like to play for a push personally. I think uh, you're you're not. I mean, you're, what you're doing is is you're you're giving yourself less return if you win in exchange for getting your money back if it's at exactly four. And the way that the way that I kind of think about it, right, is is you're looking for a win at zero runs, one run, two run, or three runs. If you think that's going to happen, you get it at the best price that you can, and that's at three and a half. And not at four. And if you're not so confident, then maybe you play it at the four. But then, but then, like, why are you playing it at all? If if you feel like you need to pay for the insurance, I then if then for me it would just be a no bet. I I don't I don't like playing for the push. If if I like where I'm at, uh, for the win. Mikey B says might throw a first five under and White Sox money line in a two teamer. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't I I don't know that I would play them together. I think if you like the White Sox money line, just just play it. You're I think if you if you like the White Sox money line, you're definitely looking for the White Sox to score a couple off of Rasmussen. So that might be uh not not necessarily something that's correlated with uh with the with the first five under. I'd, I'd, I, if, if I was going to take first five under and a money line, I would rather do it with the Rays just because, again, I think that the Rays have the advantage in the last couple innings just with the bullpens. So I would I would take, if, if I was looking for a correlation with the first five under and eight teams money line, again, it's, it's the Rays. And and Richie, yeah, you're absolutely you're absolutely correct. But it it depends, and and for sure, like yesterday, my my play in in that pitching duel game that we had on the stream yesterday, which was the the Brewers and the Padres game, I was the under six and a half, and it finished at seven. And if I took the seven, I would have pushed. I would I would have taken a draw instead of a loss. Would have got my money back. Absolutely. Uh, but I so what I think I think people and and for right or for wrong. People get caught up on on situations like that where, like, oh, you 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 take the seven, you buy the hook, and it and it works, it pays off for you. It's and and it certainly will at certain times. There's no question about that. There's just the the question that you have to answer, like, is it a good decision or a bad decision? Is if you were to do it a hundred times, do you make more money 
by getting your uh, your push, however many times it happens, and and not losing those bets, or do you get more money by taking a couple losses there in exchange for a bigger return every time you win? That's 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 the question that you have to answer. And and again, for me for me personally, I'd I'd rather take a couple extra losses for a bigger return when I do win. Or I mean, at, at least in this game in particular. So I, that's that's just the math that you have to do. And and there's not a right and wrong answer in general. It's definitely a case by case basis. It's a it's an individual by individual basis. There's there's certainly uh, just a, a psychological element to it, right? Just how how risk averse are you? There's the, I think that there's a lot of people who are happy to just try and win more bets in general, and that's and that's completely fine too. So it definitely depends. Uh, Yankees money line, it's free in the in the SpongeBob voice. Yeah, no, it's free. That's that's as somebody said earlier. That's the the Trent Vi Premium play of the day. Can't lose now. Uh, that's with Brian it says Giants Marlins game sitting at seven. Uh, I so not planning on talking about that game at least in the first five games that we've got on the screen here. Uh, very happy to sit around and do some Q and A after the fact. It is definitely an interesting game, interesting pitching matchup, and it was kind of the the runner up for this pitching duel game. Uh, so let's go ahead and move along in to category number three. Field streakers. So category number three is field streakers. Taking a look at a team that is on a long winning streak or a long losing streak. Uh, yesterday, Capwise Field Streakers Curse uh, came through once again. We solely were responsible for ending the Blue Jays' winning streak at eight games yesterday. Uh, it was a conscious decision of mine. Uh, it was Chi-Chi day. Chi-Chi did not pitch well. He went three innings, gave up three runs, but the uh, the Twins' bats showed up against Kikuchi. They showed up against the Jays' bullpen. Uh, and the Twins' pen pitched really well. Six shutout innings from them, uh, I believe. And the Blue Jays ended up losing that game like 9-3, to three, I think it was. Not a good showing from them. Uh, but the other team was on an eight-game streak yesterday. Uh, their streak continued. Uh, and today... We're going to curse the streak. Uh, we have the Angels playing today uh, at on the road against the Philadelphia Phillies. Philly sitting at minus 180 on the money line, sitting at 8 uh, at the total. And yeah, of course, Krabs is on the Twins. Uh, one second, I'm going to drink some coffee. And yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of pissed at myself because I... I mean, so I faded Chi-Chi, and I... I I think that the Blue Jays' run line was the wrong way to fade Chi-Chi. I think, I think that the over was the play. I remember. I was sitting there, and, and, and Krabs was on the Twins' money line. And I was like, why not take the over 
And then there was we were just sitting there like, I don't know. But we're, we're just going to do this. And I think that the over in that game ended up being the right way to fade Cheat Cheap. So you live and you learn for me on that one. Uh, don't, don't take the juice run line. Take the over if you're looking to fade a guy. And the other guy on the mound is not great. Uh, but yeah, Crabs, Crabs absolutely killed that one yesterday. Uh, so the Angels. Man, oh, man. Uh, they are still above 500, but they are on a nine game losing streak uh again playing the phillies uh who who beat the beat the snot out of them yesterday that was a 10 nothing game uh so be sure to go vote on the poll first uh and second pitching matchup in this game is pretty interesting uh we've got michael lorenzen on the mound for the angels zach wheeler on the mound for the phillies uh lorenzen has been surprisingly good this year not that he's ever been a bad pitcher, uh, but he's been he's been impressive this year. I'm I've been kind of surprised with how well Lorenzen is pitching. He's made eight starts. Uh, he's gone 48 innings, 3.19 ERA, 106 WHIP. He, uh, I mean, he he's not striking out a ton of guys. Only got 31 Ks in his 48 innings, but he's limiting base runners. Uh, I, I always have a little bit of a distrust towards pitchers in in that mold who are more pitch-to-contact guys, not high-strikeout guys. But it's been working for Lorenzen this year. He's had a couple eh starts, but never, never really had a complete implosion. Uh, Wheeler, on the other hand, pitching extremely well. He, he is. You have to, have to say it. Have to have to give him credit for that. Rough start to the year for Zach Wheeler. Uh, he had a seven-earned run game against Miami and a four-earned run game against Milwaukee in his first three starts. Uh, has only given up six earned runs in his six starts combined since then. Um, last time out against the Mets, he was uh, victimized by a couple unearned runs. I think this has been a bit of a theme for the Phillies this year. Uh, we've seen some bad defense from the Phillies. But yeah, Wheeler, Wheeler definitely going in the right direction. Uh, so what I like in this game, uh, I'm going to take the Angels plus one and a half at, at minus 130, at least is the number that I have it at in the poll. I don't trust them to win. Uh, I, I loved the Phillies yesterday. I'm a little sad that we didn't talk about that game. Uh, they had just fired their manager, Joe Girardi, who was... A, a horrible manager at this stage of his career. Uh, a lot of mismanagement of the Phillies. And I think that they were happy to see him gone. Uh, and I think that we saw that in, in the 10 nothing win that they had yesterday. Uh, I think that a lot of that emotion will tone down in day number two. And, and I think that we see more of a, a regular Phillies versus regular Angels type of game. I, I, I'm expecting Lorenzen to keep this one close. Not again. I'm not expecting great things from Lorenzen, but I'm not expecting him to get shelled the same way that uh, Silseth got shelled yesterday, and that the uh, that the Angels pen got shelled yesterday. So I'm I'm looking for like a a game a, a five four game, a four three game. Maybe maybe the Angels eke out a win. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's five four for the Angels. That kind of thing. I think this is going to be a close one. I do. Uh, I think I think just the, the the letdown after the big emotional game yesterday for the Phils. Give me the Angels plus one and a half. 
the other the other thing I will say is that the model has has the Phillies winning this game, but by only about a run. So I think, especially as the home team, where there's so many things that can happen, uh, whether it's whether it's they're up by one heading into the bottom of the ninth, or whether it goes into extras, where where you see a lot of home teams win by exactly one run. So I'm taking the Angels plus one and a half here, and what again I think should be a pretty close game. So I'm locking that in for myself. Uh, let's see what chat has to say. Uh, so chat likes, first and foremost, the over. Uh, we had 11 votes on the over. Eight at minus 115. Uh, so that is what I'm going to lock in for the chat on Betstamp and up on the screen. Uh, we had four votes on the Angels plus one and a half. Three votes on the Phillies at minus one and a half. And one vote, one lone soul on the under in this one and yeah the, uh, the phillies are definitely or the angels are definitely not hitting well i mean they've scored a combined three runs in their last four games trout 0 for 18 in his last 18 at bats like joey just said like they, they've got to pick it up at some point i don't i don't want to say that they're due i don't believe in in do-ness I, I, but what I do believe in is, is I believe in teams kind of just hitting the way that their talent dictates they should hit. Uh, I, I think, I think Trout will be back to Trout at some point. Again, not saying he's due. It might not be today. But he's not going to continue being hitless over the next 40 at bats or whatever. He's not going to go Chris Davis over 53 type of deal, right? Trout, Trout is Trout. He's, he's cold, but he's trout. Otani, same deal. Is he hitting well right now? No, not really. But he's Otani. It's it's gonna it's gonna come for, it's gonna come for him at some point. Uh, bottom of the lineup for the Angels hasn't been hitting well either. But again, they're they're not like AAA players. Taylor Ward is is good, but not great. Uh, Jared Walsh is fine. Marsh is fine. Stassi's fine. Like they're they'll they're they're gonna piece it together. Yeah, same 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 as same as the Jays a couple weeks ago. Exactly. You just have to. I mean, again, and I'm not saying that they're due. Not saying today is the day it has to happen. But I I do with Lorenzen on the mound like the value here on on the Angels. That's where I'm going. Uh, so, let's go ahead and hop in to the next one, category number four. The Hype Train. Come on, motherfuckers, come on. Release the brainstorm to make your motherfucking brain warm. A strange form, something kind of lyrical. Biggie the bastard, so that's kind of spiritual. Well, in God we trust, guns are fun. So, category number four is The Hype Train. Taking a look at a highly regarded prospect making their big league debut. Uh, and the guy that we've got today uh, is taking the mound for the Cubs in the second game of their doubleheader today. Uh, and his name is Caleb Killian. Uh, he was an eighth round pick. Uh, it's not a super high draft pick, but again, the, the MLB draft is weird. It's not like an eighth round pick is necessarily... 
worse than like a, a second or third or fourth round pick or whatever, just because of the way that the contract negotiations work. Uh, eighth round pick, though, out of Texas Tech back in 2019. Uh, he is a right-handed pitcher, doesn't bring crazy velocity, which is unlike a lot of the other kind of top-end pitching prospects that we've seen this year. I mean, of course, we've got like Hunter Green, we've got Matt Brash, we've got who else? There's, there's a couple other guys. I mean, like Johan Duran in the in the Twins bullpen, bringing 102. Um, a lot of a lot of big flamethrowers. Uh, Killian doesn't have that heat, but uh, and and I think that that's why he's he's not rated quite as highly as of a prospect as those guys. Uh, so Fangraphs has him rated as the number eight prospect in the Chicago Cubs system, potentially the the best pitching prospect in in that system. So he sits more like 91, 92, 93, can hit 96, 97 with the fastball. Uh, breaking balls, iffy. But what he is, is he is a command and control freak. Uh, barely walks anybody. Uh, coming into the season, he had walked 18 batters in 130 innings as a professional pitcher. Uh, he can he can locate the fastball up, down, in, out. Uh, and and that's a that's a useful skill set that, that I think is is something that plays up for pitchers making their debuts. I think I think a lot of these guys who come in with with heat and they don't know where it's going, those are the kind of guys that get beat up early on. We saw it with Brash we saw it with Green, and I think that these guys who are better better pitchers, not necessarily better throwers, but better pitchers, are are more so the guys who are liable to have instant success. Not necessarily higher upside, uh, but but guys who are going to have better success kind of out of the gate. Uh, so lines in this game, uh, let me throw the poll up now. Uh, Cubs. Minus 115 favorites uh, against the Cards in game two of the doubleheader. Uh, total in that game sitting at eight and a half. Uh, so on the mound for the Cards, uh, another another interesting pitcher, uh, another another prospect uh, making who who debuted this year for the Cards. Not a super highly regarded guy. Uh, he's making his first career start, so it's a it's a bullpen game for the cards, which is something I, I generally don't like betting on or against. Uh, but he's he's pitched well for the cards. Uh, his name is Andre Palante. He's 23. Uh, again, made his debut this year. He's made 17 relief appearances, building up a little bit in innings. He's gone 3 and 3.1 innings, his last two appearances. Uh, he's, he's pitched well. He's got a 107 ERA, uh, only given up three earned runs in those 25 innings. Uh, only 18 Ks though, which is a little bit weird for a reliever to be under a strikeout per inning, and especially down more in like the, I mean, what is that, seven and a half ish? No, 6.4 Ks per inning. That's that's a lot of contact from a reliever. It really is. Uh, he's given up 25 hits in 25 innings. He's walked 10 guys in those 25 innings. Uh, and again, he's probably only going to go three, four innings today. 
and then we get the rest of the Cardinals bullpen behind him. I, I don't know. Again, I, I, I generally don't like bullpen games, and I do think that that it's important to wait and see exactly what happens in game one, where it's important to note also. Uh, the the Cardinals, uh, I believe. Let me go double check this. Uh, but I believe, yeah, the Cardinals. Well, no, that one's also basically even money. So never mind. Uh, but but we could we could see, uh, especially if if the Cardinals win that game and we see the the top end pen arms, we see uh, we see Genesis Cabrera, we see Giovanni Gallegos, we see Ryan Helsley come out from the Cards in Game One. We could see. Uh, some not so great pen arms behind Palante in game two, and and that could mean runs for the Cubs. Uh, so what I think I like in this game is is tentatively Cubs money line. Um, again, I just I I think that we're gonna see not so great relievers from the Cards in game number two. I think that Killian is gonna come in and throw five innings that are gonna be acceptable. And then I trust the back end of the Cubs pen. And again, a lot, of, a lot of this depends on what happens in game one. You typically don't see relievers who, who pitch a full inning in, in a, the first game of a doubleheader. If they throw like, say, 15 or more pitches, they're not going to come out and throw again in game number two. They can throw the next day, but they're not going to throw in game number two. Uh, so whoever wins game number one, uh, I, I think, if it's a, especially if it's a close game, I think is a fade in game number two. Uh, so I, I, if if it's who it's supposed to be, if it's Ovedo against Swarmer in game number one, uh, give me the cards. I I think in game number one. Although again, I don't know. We're gonna have to see what happens. It's it's minus one ten both ways for a reason. Uh, but I like the Cubs in game two. I, I also think that the over in game number two could be a look as well. Uh, so let me go lock in the Cubs for myself over on that stamp. Best price for that is minus 105 over on DraftKings. Uh, still got a couple seconds on the poll. Not so surprisingly, not very many votes on this one. Uh, I would usually berate the chat for a lack of voter turnout, but I think uh, this is an acceptable spot to be not so opinionated on. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, the poll could have been a four-way tie. You could have just made my life a living hell. It'll happen one day. Where we get a four-way tie. Again, we know how to deal with two-way ties. As long as it's a team and a total. That just turns into a team total. A three-way tie. I don't know. A four-way tie. It's a, it's a no-bet. We throw up a no-bet. Uh, but it is the Cubs. Eking out a win. With four votes. Three votes on the cards. Three votes on the over. You guys tried. Tried to tie it back up. Uh, two votes on the under. So it's going to be a consensus play here on the Cubs to win this game. Yeah, we'd have to call Ben mid-honeymoon. 
Yeah. Oh, I guess it's not like that early. It's like 7:30 in Hawaii. I think Hawaii's 3 hours behind mountain. Which feels it that that kind of blew my mind. I looked it up. So I mean, I grew up on the East Coast and I was used to Hawaii being like way 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 behind. So then just like the the relative changes in other things moving further west. Oh, it's 6 okay, 4 hours behind. Here. Okay, that makes sense. What island is he on? It's a good question. He's, uh... I, I don't know. So it starts with a K. If you, if you type, type out Hawaiian islands that start with a K, I can tell you. I'm not a I'm not a Hawaiian island geography expert by any means. Yeah, Kauai, yeah, Kauai, that's the one. All right. Uh so it is time for the walk off. So before I say my play and before I play the quick video clip, I need to know what everybody's favorite play is. Uh, so chat, take a second, type out your favorite bet of today's MLB slate in the chat. Uh, it could be a money line, it can be a run line, it can be a first five full game, it could be a nerfy, a yearfy, a team total, a full game total, it can be whatever. Uh, but give me the bet and give me the price of the bet. Is it a minus 110? Is it a plus 150? Is it a minus 365 VI premium DCL? I need to know the bet, and I need to know the number. Uh, so here's the video clip. The walk-off. The 1-1 pitch. A swing and a drive! To deep right! Away! Back! Goal! And let's see what we got. Uh, so Medicaid says Goldie, two bases in game one. Uh, what is, what is the line on that? Uh, plus 115, okay. So throwing that one in there. Uh, we'll take the, uh, Roncy Contreras day. Pirates first five. Money line at minus 145. This kid looks good. Uh, and Jay Smitty, it says uh, game two on the on the screen. So in the in the game info, it says game two. Let me actually go for the sake of confusion, or the sake of lack of confusion, the sake of clarity. Let me throw some G twos in in the other spaces as well. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Bamf. Says guards, Orioles, under eight at minus one twenty. Uh Sea Lord says Yankees money line, minus three thirty-three. I'm sorry, we actually only take minus four hundred or higher for the poll. So uh it's not a lock enough. Sorry. Um we've got Astros. Team total over. Five and a half. Minus 108 from Big Pumpernickel. Uh, Saxy, uh, along the same lines, likes the uh, the Astros over. 
in that game. Um, Hinkle says Tigers. Uh, although I think that the Tigers were down in that poll relative to the Yanks, so I'm gonna skip over that one. Although I don't, I don't actually hate it. Uh, we'll take Marlins money line at minus one ten. Pablo Lopez uh, from Evil Genius. So poll is up. Be sure to go vote. Uh, let us know what your favorite play of the day is, at least among these five. Uh, so for me, I'm going to go back to a similar well to the one that I was in yesterday. So my favorite play yesterday was that uh, Red Sox first five team total over one and a half, which I think was a silly number for them to have offered. I mean, it only hit two, so I guess it maybe wasn't that silly of a number. Uh, but I was I was looking. I was trying. I've been on fire with these first five team totals. I've, I've hit, like, many, many of them in a row between my picks of the day and what I've given out on the Book It stream and just, like, other other leans that I've had on the stream. But I, uh, I, I couldn't find one that I love today. I couldn't. So uh, I had to settle for a, a more standard bet. Uh, I'm going to take... The uh, the Red Sox today just going to take the money line at minus one forty. I think I think that they have an edge in in pretty much every aspect of this matchup. If you look at the the face stats, Paul Blackburn has better numbers than Nick Pavetta. Just looking at ERA and WHIP, but I think. Uh, I think Blackburn is due for some regression, and I think that we've started to see that recently. He had a not-so-great start against Houston in his last appearance. He went 6.2 innings, gave up four earned. Uh, he's, a, he's a guy who, who just doesn't strike out a lot of guys. He gives up a lot of contact. He's had good luck on balls in play thus far this year, but against a Red Sox team that is one of the best in the league, hitting against right-handed pitching, I, th I I think it's a, it's a day for Blackburn to give up a ton of contact and for the Red Sox to see some balls fall into the field. I think they're going to put up some runs. Uh, I didn't like the value on the on the first five team total today for the Sox. I think it was at two and a half. It was plus money. But I, uh, I'd, I'd rather just take them to win this game uh, because I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a believer in Nick Pavetta right now. And... and the A's are the worst team in the league over the last month hitting against right-handed pitching. So I think, I think that Pavetta's stuff is going to play up against the A's. I think that Blackburn's stuff plays down against the Red Sox. So I think that uh, trying to focus in on a team total here is not where I want to go because I like, uh, I like the pitching matchup for the Red Sox and I like the hitting matchup for the Red Sox. So we're going to take, uh, take what that tells us which is the money line. Uh, this is a play that the model really likes. Uh, model has the Sox at... Uh, let me see. Hold on. What is the uh, win probability that the model has the Sox at? Got to scroll. Got to scroll has the Sox at at yeah uh, they should I, the model says that they should be more like minus 200 
So I like I like this value quite a bit. So let me go lock that in for myself. Boom. Uh, got a couple more minutes on the poll, so just gonna let that uh, let that simmer, let it do its thing. Be sure to go vote if you haven't already voted. Uh, Bets with Brian says, "Gun to my head, Angels run line or that game going over." Uh, so my lean was the Angels run line. Chat preferred the over. I uh, I don't think that either of them are bad bets. I think if I'm taking a total, especially at eight, it is the over. But uh, luckily, I don't have a gun to my head, That's which is always nice. But I, I, I'd, I'd rather be on the Angels run line, personally. But again, like if, if you'd rather take the over, that's not a bad bet. Uh, Eugenia says, what's model got for Miami and San Francisco? Uh, so one thing that the model really likes is the over. And maybe actually I should have uh, should have looked at this. I actually I missed this. I don't think I looked at the first five team totals. Uh, but model has this game going over. Uh, model has the Giants winning. Uh, let, hold on. Let's see. I want to on the fly. Let's see what are these team totals at. First five team totals. Marlins, one and a half, minus like 115-ish. Giants, one and a half, minus 110-ish. Mmm. Could be, uh, could be some value here. So Pablo Lopez, I mean, was absolutely nuts at the start of the year. Uh, and he had a great start last time out in course. Uh, but he had two starts in the middle of May, back-to-back, -back, that were not so great. Still not terrible, but not great. Uh, he gave up three earned against Washington in three innings, gave up four earned, nine hits, which is, I think, the little bit more concerning thing, uh, in seven innings against Tampa, the two starts right before that course start. I don't know that I would necessarily trust him to... Uh, Give up a couple runs in the first five. Again, he's been colder. But... Yeah. Uh, Logan Webb, on the other hand. This is a guy who's pretty consistently giving up uh, giving up some runs. I, again, I haven't looked at these. So I don't know how many of these runs are coming uh, early on. As, as opposed to uh, in like the 6th and 7th inning. Because Webb has pretty consistently pitched deep into games. Uh, so on the fly, uh, let's go ahead and check this out. I'm just opening up box scores on uh, on my other monitor over here and counting. So his first two starts of the year, he only gave up one run in each. So obviously not over one and a half first five runs allowed for him. Uh, against the Mets, he gave up three in the third, so that's an over. Gave up three against the Nats in the first five, and then two. Gave up uh, four to the Cards in the first five. Gave up two to the Rockies in the first inning. 
gave up two to the Mets in the first five, and uh, last time out against the Phillies gave up five. So yeah, so every time, so I guess he's a uh, eight overs, three unders on this uh, first five, one and a half. So I uh, I think I like that Marlins team total over one and a half first five against uh, against Logan Webb today. That's a that's a kind of sneaky bet. I I want to look at it a little bit more before endorsing it, but uh, just on first glance, I think that that looks pretty solid. Uh, so let's take a look and see what the poll has to say. So chat likes the Astros team total over five and a half uh, fade Chris Bubich day uh, in full effect. I mean, I I don't normally like taking team totals at five and a half, but man. He's bad. Uh, so uh, uh, what almost worries me about a game like this is we might see what we saw against the Twins yesterday from the from the Blue Jays, right? Where Ch- Chichi went out, gave up three runs in three innings. Your team total over is looking great. And then they yanked the starter so early, and the ballpen comes in and pitches great. I mean, we might see the same thing from the Royals today. We might see four runs against uh Bubich just because he doesn't he won't pitch deep he'll go like two innings give up four runs and then the bullpen comes in and pitches great so that's that's like almost a worry for me in a game like this I will say I would lean with the over on this team total I would probably prefer the Astros run line as opposed to the team total uh is a is a book even gonna offer an over under on outs for Bubich I don't I don't even know how you'd set a line for that. Or is it gonna be like like a fourteen and a half juiced way to the under? No, it it, it, it they can't even set it at fourteen and a half. It's gotta be like a like a twelve and a half. I yeah, I I don't know how you can set a line for that. Do do you have a number for that? Is there a book that's offering that or is prize picks offering that? But yeah, I, the, the Astros are in a position to do great today. There's there's no question about that. I mean, Bubich is terrible. Luis Garcia is a is a really good pitcher. So you could take a... Ooh, the full game over is at 9.5. So maybe not that. But yeah, I think that the Astros team total is a good look. I think that the run line is a good look as well. Uh, so that Astros team total over uh, is the winner of the poll. Picked up five votes. Again, this was a close poll for the pick of the day. The uh, Paul Goldschmidt Game 1 total bases picked up four votes, uh, as did the Guardians-Orioles under eight. Uh, Pirates' first five money line, minus 145, picked up three votes, and the Marlins' money line also picked up three votes. Uh, So let me go grab the Astros' team total. Five and a half. For the chat, locking that in, and there we go. Uh, so I see some people saying I found Bubich hits over under at four and a half. I mean, again, I, I'm almost worried that he just comes out 
and walks a bunch of dudes. So his over four and a half hits has actually only hit once in his five starts this year. Because he gets yanked so early. So I I I I think I wouldn't try and get fancy and take any kind of bubich prop. I think I think that's overthinking it, setting yourself up for disaster. I think I think you could take like a like an astro if you if you really want to be betting against Bubich, take like a f- first five team total for the strokes. That's probably sitting at two and a half minus. I mean, I can go look, but if I had to guess, I'd say like minus two and a half minus one thirty or two and a half minus one thirty, something like that. Two and a half minus one thirty five. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think that that's the way to attack Bubich if you if you really want to kind of just narrow in on him having a bad performance and you don't want to take the team total I guess the full game team total because that's also a team total uh let's see young 40 says angels plus one and a half and the over seven and a half parlay plus 230. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. I think plus two thirty feels like a pretty good price for that. Um, could also just take a an Angels team total over. It's probably sitting at uh, over three and a half. I mean, it's not going to be plus two thirty, but you you allow yourself. And out if the Phillies bats go off and the over hits, but the but the Angels run line doesn't hit, and then you also allow yourself uh, an out if Lorenzen pitches a gem and it finishes like four one or four two or something, and the over doesn't hit. So that Angels team total is at uh, three and a half. Pl- oh, three and a half like plus a hundred for the Angels team total. That actually feels really nice. So I think, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. If you're, if you're placing that bet, I think you're expecting the Phillies to score some runs also against, uh, against Lorenzen. So I think, I think it it just, it just depends on exactly how you feel about, about all of that. If, if you think that both pitchers are going to give up some runs, I would, I, I I think that that parlay is fine. I think if you're more focused in on, Lorenzen pitching well or Wheeler pitching poorly, then just take the bet that that only deals with that outcome happening. Uh, yeah, are the Oilers going to make it a series tonight? I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see if it happens. I mean, Francois played extremely well in Game Two. I don't I don't really bet on hockey. I'm a big hockey fan. I I I want to see as much McDavid as possible, just as a hockey fan. I also want to see as much like McKinnon and McCarr as possible. So so from that perspective, I kind of hope the Oilers make it a series just so we get more good hockey. But I also wouldn't be surprised if the Avs just run away with it. This Avs team is so good. They're nuts. Um 
Jeep says Astros first five run line minus one forty. Not a bad look. No, that's not a bad look either. I I really don't think that's a bad look. Uh, Ashby over five and a half Ks at plus one sixteen. Ashby's good. Ashby's been pitching well. Um, I still don't know that I necessarily like that a lot. I mean, he had twelve last time out, but that was against the Cubs. He had five against the Padres earlier this year. I I really think with Ashby, it just comes down to how many walks is the issue. I mean, if if he has a start where he ends up walking four guys, he's just not going to have enough pitches that he can throw before he gets pulled to hit this number. But if he's got if he's got the good stuff, if he's if he's in the zone or generating a lot of swings out of the zone, then then yeah, I mean this could fly over. And and with Ashby, that's not that's not something I really want to be betting on because he is just inherently so inconsistent. I don't I don't want to be betting on how how wild versus how controlled he's going to be. Which, which, which I really think is what this bet comes down to. Should be a should be another good pitching matchup. McKenzie, yeah. So it's it's a uh, it's interesting. So there's a lot of hype around a lot of young pitchers this year, and I feel like all the guys who have got the hype are the guys who've kind of flamed out a little bit, and the guys who are flying under the radar are the guys who've had a lot of success as far as the uh, the rookie pitcher crop is concerned. It's like Hunter Green, I think, has probably had the most hype, for better or for worse, of anybody. And Matt Brash right up there, too. But, I mean, Mackenzie Gore has been the best of all of the pitchers who've made their debuts this year. And and Ronsi Contreras on the mound for the Pirates is another guy who I don't, I don't think he actually technically debuted this year. He made a start last year. But he's definitely a, a rookie. And he's pitching phenomenally and is also flying completely under the radar. Uh, Ashcroft has been good for the Reds. Yeah, Ashcroft has only made three starts, though. I don't know if that's quite enough of a sample size yet. But yeah, he's he's been pitching well. Uh, Kirby for the uh, for the Mariners is another guy who's, who's been uh, been pitching pretty well, I believe. Always interesting to watch these guys. Young pitchers. It's one of my one of my favorite things is to watch uh, watch prospects come up and do their thing. I mean, even even Aaron Ashby for the for the Brewers is I believe is rookie eligible this year. He's had a he's had a much better season this year than he did last year. I guess he actually wasn't even that bad last year. He just had a couple horrendous starts. Like like worst possible start imaginable. Uh, so anybody else got anything else to talk about? Uh, again, I'm happy to kind of sit around and chat for a bit. Uh, otherwise, I will wrap up the stream. Uh, any nerfy plays today? Nope. Do not have any nerfy plays today. Uh, when is Tatis coming back? I, I don't know. When Tatis is coming back, uh, Booga Moneyline. No, I was I was a little disappointed to not see him at DreamHack yesterday. But that is what it is. That was a, it was an interesting event to say the least. Uh, Javon touched on it earlier on Twitter. 
I uh, like McKenzie strikeouts. Yeah, uh, there's some people talking about that one a second ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were just saying that, too. You were one of those people. Uh, let me see what the model has Gore strikeouts at. Like six? What's his, uh, what's his actual, what's his prop at? Uh, Rockies game today. I, I don't want to touch the Rockies game with a 10-foot pole. It's like one one day there's 30 runs in cores. The next day they go 0-0 zero, zero into extras. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen? Not me. I don't. Maybe somebody does. I, I don't, though. Um, how do you feel about the Dodgers? The Doyers? Eh. I mean, I, I, I think that the Dodgers are in a spot right now where... I mean, they're they're just like a little a little off. I mean, and and Bueller Bueller's pitching well, but he's not he's not pitching like Cy Young Bueller. He's given up runs pretty consistently, and it's just it's just a question of do the Dodgers put up five six against Peterson because Bueller's going to give up a couple to the Mets. So I think if you like the Dodgers, maybe the way to take it is just to take a team total and not have to worry about does Bueller give up two or does Bueller give up three or does Bueller give up one does Kimbrel come in and blow a save you just don't have to worry about any of that stuff and 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 David Peterson's been pitching pretty well for the Mets too I mean I don't think he's a phenomenal pitcher by any stretch but he's uh getting the job done enough uh let's see Seattle and Rangers game. Any thoughts on that? Um, I I think I kind of like the Rangers. Haven't actually looked at the or don't remember what the model says for this one. Yeah, I think I think the Rangers could be a little bit of a value play. Uh, I I I'm not a big Glenn Otto fan in general, but I do like the matchup for him today against Seattle. Otto's been pitching pretty well recently. Uh, Seattle team has been playing not so great. So I uh, I kind of like the matchup for the Rangers at home. I Not something I'm going to have any action on, though. Let's see. Somebody talked me out of the Reds today. I, I'm, I'm kind of at a point where I just don't look at the Reds games. They, uh, they're so inconsistent. It's, it's just so hard to tell what they're going to do. But yeah, fading Feedy is, uh, is a, is a good strat. There's a lot of good strats. I mean, fading Mally is also a, a decent strat. Let me see what the model says about the game. I would, I would, without looking at the model, would probably say Reds. Yeah, uh, at that price though, minus one thirty. What is it? Minus one thirty, minus one thirty-five. Eh. If you want to be on the, uh, 
Defeaty Faders. You could take uh, Red's team total, first five. That's sitting at two and a half, minus 125-ish. I need I need to look into it more, but that could be a uh, that could be a spot. Just not have to worry about does Mali give up no runs or eight runs, which is what he's done his last two starts. Just focus in on the one pitcher versus one team. Uh, is there any way that you're capping games differently now? Uh, no. I I think that. I mean, so I, I guess one thing that I think is important at this stage of the season is is I don't I'm not looking at season long stats anymore. I think that what these teams did in April is kind of irrelevant, not completely irrelevant, but I think if we're if we're trying to judge like how good or bad a team is, like say how good or bad a team's bullpen is, or or how well a team hits against left-handed pitching. Or whatever, I think. I think at this point, it's important to to be looking at only like the last month's worth of worth of data, and and moving forward, like always, be looking at like not super small time windows, but smaller time windows, not the whole season, uh, just to get a good idea of how like it's like what have you done for me lately? So you can you can use kind of career level stuff to get a baseline for how good guys are. You can look at last month to get a kind of judge on how hot or cold they're running with a big enough sample size still that it's not like, oh, he gave up no runs in his last start. He's guaranteed to give up no runs this start too. So, I mean, I think I just as far as looking at stats, that's one thing that I'm doing that I think is important. But the, the whole general handicapping process is... I mean, it's it's the it's the same aside from that. Uh, did we say that Giants game goes over? I, I, I was looking at it. I, I did kind of like the over. Although I think the thing that I liked the most was the Marlins first five team total over one and a half. But I need to, I need to look into that a little bit more after the stream. Uh, do you ever favor teams like the White Sox? Um, so I, I think. It's it's a lot of it is just about understanding why a team is overperforming or is underperforming, right? So if you've got a, a team like the White Sox, why are they underperforming? They're underperforming because a bunch of their good players have been hurt. Aloy Jimenez has been out. Robert's been in and out of the lineup. Tim Anderson is out right now, and and without those guys, I mean the White Sox are a much a much worse team. So I don't I don't think that they're performing. I mean after after accounting for the fact that. Those players are out. I I think that they're performing at expectation. So I mean I mean and that's why I think utilizing lineups is is so important in in baseball. You just have to know who's actually going to be throwing the ball, who's actually going to be hitting the ball. It's not about White Sox versus whoever. It's about the nine batters that the White Sox are trotting out and and the pitcher that they're facing. So I mean look at the look at the White Sox lineup today. I mean you got who who of their actual stud players are are playing. I mean you've got Jose Abreu, 
batting fourth, but you've got no Robert, you've got no Anderson, you've got no Jimenez. Uh, Yasmani Grandal has been horrendous this year. Uh, Yoan Moncada has been horrendous this year. So, like, is is this a good team? I mean, not really. You've got Leary Garcia, who's been batting below 200 this year. You've got Gavin Sheets, Danny Mendick, Reese McGuire. I mean, like, this this, this isn't... That's not a team that should be expected to be a division winner if that's the guys that they're trotting out every day. That's not a 90-win team. I, mean, I remember their, their over-under win total was set at, like, 91 or no, like 93 and a half, I think. But with all the injuries, I mean, they're, they're not a 93-win team. Uh, what do I think of Rockies over after that lesson? I have no clue. I have absolutely no clue. Uh, what is Lorenzen K's at from the model? Lorenzen is at like five. five like 5.2. Liable to go up or down a little bit. Once, uh, once official lineups come out, but in that vicinity. All right. Uh, so I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap the stream up. Uh, thank you, as always, to everybody for tuning in. Uh, be sure to join the Discord if you're not already in there. I'm sure most people are. Uh, but if you're not in the Capwise Discord, hop in there. Uh, it's a great place to talk about baseball, talk about all kinds of other sports, talk about a talk about a bunch of random stuff in there. Uh, also, if you would like to support the stream, uh, that's the wrong button. That's the right button. If you'd like to support the stream, uh, the best way to do so is by subscribing, and the best way to subscribe is with Twitch Prime. Uh, you can use the link in the chat to link your Amazon Prime account and your Twitch account. Uh, and once you've done that, click the little purple subscribe button at the uh, at the bottom of the stream. Check the box that says subscribe, or that says use Prime sub, and hit submit. Uh, subscribe completely for free. Helps us out a lot. Uh, also, didn't, uh, didn't say this during the stream, but be sure to check out the uh, capwise.com dashboard. Uh, you can see all of the model scores for all of the games that we talked about today up there by signing up for a free account. Uh, it's a fantastic resource. I mean, it's what allows Ben and I to to do this as our full-time jobs. Uh, so all of, the, all of the support over there uh, is also extremely, extremely appreciated. And I'm sure that everybody in the chat who is a uh, been around for a while. We'd be happy to vouch for that as a worthwhile product. Or at least I'd hope so. And if not, uh, let me know. Let me know what we, can do, what we could be doing better. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's all the plugs. I'll be back tomorrow. Gonna try and find a guest for tomorrow. Uh, but same time, same place. Whether it's me by myself or me with somebody else, uh, 1130 Eastern. I'll be going live. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, good luck with the bets. And we'll be seeing. Take it easy.